And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torrezani. And do you go by Jess or Jessica? Professionally, I go by Jessica. But like, I... Like, what do you feel I like your vibe is? I never have call me Jessica. That's the thing is, like, I never... You're like, it's so professional, uh, Jessica. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, I shouldn't say who because my mom gave me that name. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, okay. Um, you know, I I always go by Jess. And, like, so if I were to be do an artist project or something, I would just go by a different name because... Do you want to be like... Wasn't it Taylor Swift that does the secret names... Um, like the secret oh. writer names, like where she does. You know what she did that for? Um, what was that? Wasn't it like a Calvin Harris and Rihanna record or something? She like her voice was on it, and then she like is that what it was? Like a pseudonym or something? I don't know, but that would be really cool too. If like for every album you just had a different name, that would be cool. Like you could just be that person. It would be like, like an avatar. Yeah, like no one can figure out who I am, but I just like drift in and out of different rooms. It'd be like, oh my god, that voice sounds so familiar. I'm not quite sure who it is, but it kind of sounds like Jessica Hoover, but it oh may not gosh. be. It could be like Alien Four Five Three or like, Ooh, yeah, I'll get like you know wild what I mean. The more famous, like like famous, I get. I'll just like come. <laughs> I mean, it I think must you just be... created something very specific for me. I like it. I mean, I'm thinking like the Alien 543. I don't know where it came from, but it like hit me okay. really hard. Okay. I'm like, so if there is an album ever and you do, you know, come out with something, if you could at some point in there just plug Alien 543 and then okay. I'll be okay. like, oh my God, Jess was thinking of me. Okay. <laughs> I like, will. she loves me. She oh, actually no. really enjoys me and yes. like she thinks I'm funny and so she's going to do this for me right now. <laughs> and I would do that for you, so. Okay. All right, done. Oh my done, god. Done. I just I can't even tell you. First and foremost, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast because you have been someone since the moment I heard you speak, I have wanted to have on this show. Like you've been amazing. I, I can't even express to you. I'm so bummed that I missed your show. You just did a show with another fan favorite of the podcast, oh, Derek oh, Jameson. Yeah. Um, and I just was so bummed that I missed it, but I know that there's going to be many more performances. And I was like, Derek, send me every single video. I want to see everything that's going on it was so awesome I've also gotten to know you as a friend which is even more special yes but I want to know like what is the story behind Jess Hoover like you are the cutest thing in the entire world first oh and foremost God. stunning I mean the blue eyes are just like killing me it's like Snow White um yeah especially with the dark hair I you're know, giving right? me a very Snow White very vibe Snow and I'm living for it's very sexual and I'm totally into it and I went there um but you're a good Midwest gal like from Michigan how does one end up here in this like Looney Tune business Gosh, you know, that's a great question. Gosh, that but, was the first thing. Gosh, I love it. Gosh. Oh, that's so Midwest of me too. Lord have mercy. Okay. Um, well, little known secret. I'm actually from Santa Clarita. So oh my God. Oh, pretty oh okay. Here. So you are from LA. But it's like, you know, it's kind of one of those halvesy things where it's like, was born there, grew up there. But then when I was 10, we moved to Michigan. So I mean, 
like half and half, you know, obviously like I remember things from being here, but my mom was in the industry. She was an actress. And wow. so I was kind of like around that growing up. And so you really were, a, it, it, it's funny because I just did an interview with someone and I was talking about how, you know, being from California, cause I'm from up North, I'm from Los Altos, which is like near Stanford oh, university yeah, yeah. up there. And being in California, I always would say, you know, being an in quote unquote actress or being in the industry was never that crazy of a far-fetched dream because it was a hop, skip and a jump away, you know? Yes. And so it yeah. must've been the same thing for you if your mother was an actress. I mean, it's not like you were sitting there in Kansas being like, oh my God, one day Dorothy is going to be a star, you mm -hmm. know? I mean, so that's that's really interesting that it was Yes. And it's a the foundation of zero to 10. I mean, those are very informative years of you being in a place and like recognizing yes. it. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, so, I mean, I guess so that's always, it started me off with, okay, I can do whatever I want. Right. Um, it just kind of gives you lofty dreams and goals, which is so wonderful because also my parents supported that. Oh, always so supported nice. the singing. So Were you um, just singing as a baby nonstop? I mean, as a kid, yes. I would. Oh my gosh, I was obsessed with Pocahontas. I like oh, Disney movies, you know. Wind. Oh yeah, oh. I would sing that in the bath in my, you know, Pocahontas bathing suit. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, chic. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, so from a young age, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew what's going on. And I will say the fun fact about Santa Clarita <laughs> is um, my cousin lived there um, for like two years, and when we were going back and forth from, L I mean, San Francisco area to LA for pilot season, mm. sometimes we would stay with them, especially because she had a newborn um, at the time who's now, you know, I want uh, 24 and I'm like, that's so gross <laughs> to say that because I remember being in the emergency room with her. Um, but they lived in Santa Clarita and I'll never forget, I'm a vegetarian, I don't eat fish, but I'm obsessed with Cheddar Bay Biscuits from Red Lobster. And there was a mm -hmm. Red Lobster that was in Santa Clarita next to Six Flags Magic Mountain. <laughs> and I think about that Red Lobster all the time. So I am very familiar oh with Santa Clarita, <laughs> okay? You didn't know. Oh yeah, I mean, I remember, I still remember our house, like it overlooked the Six Flags. <gasps> like there was a mountain, you know, and then like at the, kind of towards the bottom, there were Six Flags. So it'll always, I would always watch it at night. Oh um, my God, so, that is such a dream. Yes, That's like, like looking at Disneyland. Kid, you're like, oh my God, I don't want to go there. Um, yeah, so it was a good, you know, good little solid uh, time spent in California. And then obviously then moved to Michigan, which was into Northern Michigan, a very small town called- Culture shock, huh? Oh yeah, called right. Elk Rapids. It's, it's a wonderful little town, but yeah, it's uh, very different. <laughs> very, right. very different from LA. Um, so- you know, it was, uh, it must've been really hard for your mom too. It, you know, was that where she was, was from originally? Everyone. Well, my parents are technically like high school sweethearts from oh. Elk Rapids, Michigan. Oh, cute. That's so how they that's met. Their home. But then they broke up, but then my dad chased her down in LA. And it's like this <gasps> oh whole my God. Oh my thing. gosh. I know. So it's like, man. Storybook. Like, that doesn't exist anymore. I, I know, mean, right? God, God that like, doesn't exist. Now it's dating apps. I like, know. <laughs> what's that, what you doing? You know? Oh my God. What up, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ooh, wow. Spicy. This is so hot. Wow. So um, or people sliding into your Instagram DMs. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Oh God. Yeah. Had that well, again, you know, I'm not mad at it. Married, still get some DMs. Kind of, I'm kind of, oh, you know, true. it's like a little like, it's a little like, hey, oh, oh, I still that. got it. I still got <laughs> yeah. it. Thanks. You know? But well, that still must have been a culture shock for her to, to be an actress to go from, you know, performing and being, you know, in the like hustle and bustle of Los Angeles to then 
being back home. I mean, was it yes. hard for her? I mean, you know, I think it was an adjustment for all of us because a yeah. lot of things happened, you know, at once. And, and my sister was just born. We're nine years apart. So, oh, wow. Um, like she was only one when we moved. And so, you know, there was she a lot of things going yeah. on. And, um, but I mean, we wanted to be, my family, my family wanted to be closer to family because a lot of our family's there. So, and honestly, you know, it was pretty great growing up in I a think little, that's awesome. you know, getting the small town experience and, you know, being able to do as many things as I did too with like musical theater. And, you know, there were a lot of like performance opportunities right. there too. And like, right. you know, a lot of music opportunities still, even in Michigan. Um, Cause where I started off was like the the Christian music scene where it was like a singing church, but then, you know, it was like a big Christian contemporary movement. And so really all the festivals. Oh, well, and like, I didn't realize like in the that, folk that scene. Oh, like interesting. Christian, you know, right. I didn't like realize that that whole like Midwest scene was, I mean, I obviously know my, my dad's from Detroit. So like, I'm very aware of like okay, Motown yeah. and all of that, you know, yes. but I didn't realize there was such a huge Christian music world there. I always, and now it's very, you know, dumb of me to say and naive and stupid to be like, oh, well, that seems like it would be the only of the South, you know, it would be the Christian music and you think gospel and you think big, you know, yes. churches and, you know, you think stuff like that. But, but wow. And so your real start was in the church. Yes. Oh yeah. And that was great practice because every week you're singing and again, gospel music, like those influences. Oh, wow. oh my gosh. I'm so thankful for those, like that foundation of that music. And then. You know, well, the also, best musicians all get their start oh, from church. Yeah, I mean, oh my gosh, like it was just. Uh, it's your I first stage. It it's your first stage. Really. It is, yeah. And you're again, you're getting over those nerves. It's like, yeah. And I was part of a church, you know, where there's 1,200 people, so you're singing in wow. front of 1,200 people oh every my week. God. So it's like, man, it gets you after years of doing that. It yeah. gets you super comfortable on stage, um, and it's funny because like I'm even way more comfortable on stage than I am like say if we're in this room like this or something and like. It's just you and me or like someone else here and they asked me to sing. I'd be like, huh, you know, uh, like yeah, I like, listen, huh. you're not alone on that at all. <laughs> there is nothing worse to me. I would rather be in an audition where it's like 40, like boring, like businessmen in their suits judging yes. me than like one really cool person yes. because it's just like, you know uh, what I mean? You, yo, you yes, can, you can just do. pretend that everyone's naked and like mm -hmm. no one's there. You're doing, and you're yeah, just and like doing their thing. You're doing your thing. Exactly. But it, when it's one on one, it's like, oh my God, the pressure's on. Oh my god! Oh my god! You know exactly. I've choked so many auditions. It's hilarious. Yes. Like some of the, those kind of auditions, you know, where yeah. a couple people in the room. But um, yeah. So I mean, wow. thank you, Northern Michigan. Yes, <laughs> for what you did. But I am now back out here, and I am not mad about it. Is your sister a singer as well? You know, she does sing. Yeah, and honestly, she's got a great little voice. She doesn't, Aww. you know. She doesn't talk about it a lot, but I think she has a great voice. And she, that's actually how she met her husband was oh my gosh. In a musical. They did a, oh my God, how yeah, cute. What musical, musical were they in? Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Oh my God, how um, cute. I know. So anyway, that's how they met. So they oh have a cute God. story too. And everyone Michigan. has a cute story. Who I know. in Northern Michigan? Maybe that's right? where we all need to go. I mean, like, I, as I say, <laughs> this is I'm married trip. and my husband's in the other room and you just talk to him. But but we should all go to Northern Michigan yeah, and find our men. Uh, you yeah, know? Traverse City, Michigan, you know, take a little vacation there. It's oh romantic. my gosh. Now, did you feel like when you were living in Santa Clarita, were you doing performing as well? Like, were you doing musical theater or dancing or singing? No, it no, like no, all kind of started in this town. It did. I mean, I, I did piano lessons from a really young age, um, right. but 
nothing singing or performing wise. Um, but you always had that in your heart and soul. Yes, I guess you I just did, didn't know the know? outlet of how how yes. to to do it. Do you feel the most comfortable when you're on stage? Um, gosh, yes and no because honestly, um, I used to for sure, but then that's when I crossed over and I I caught the bug for primarily songwriting and music production. And right. I fell in love with that. And I love being the person who's behind the scenes, who's in control, who's making the moves and creating this whole vision and production yeah. as opposed to being the artist on the stage. So, you know, me doing that concert last week, that was, I was thinking about is like, I haven't done a live show like that in years wow. because like normally I'm the one who's Behind the scenes. Right, and, and, and organizing it all because you're like the visionary of it all. Yes, and I'm wow. pretty introverted. So I also right. like to like be in my own space, creating, you know, or be in the studio. I love being in the studio. How um, did you even decide, or I guess not even decide, but how does one even figure out, you know, you, you have this magical voice and you love to perform, but being behind the scenes? Because I think that's something that's so specific of being a producer, being, you know, a, a, a DJ, a writer, you know, being the creative outlet from behind the scenes. It's not something that's really like known that well. How, how do you even discover that? Ooh, um, well, for me, it was, gosh, maybe 10, 11 years ago now. It was while I was an artist, and my management team at the time um, was like, hey, let's get you into some sessions with some other artists, right. like, write. And I didn't know what they meant. I didn't, you know, I was learning all the terminology, and I'm like, okay, are you writing for me? Am I writing for them? And, you know, I was kind of thrown into it, and... Right. It was really cool to learn, you know, trial by fire. Wise. Right. I feel right. like I thrive like that. It's like, all right, let's, let's because this you out. had a contract with a record label. So that's how that happened. So I actually I had a contract with a management company and mm. I was going to sign with a record label until thank goodness, like the week before I was supposed to move down to should I even say where to, to Florida? We'll, yeah. we'll be very I general. Lo listen, I love Florida. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I was going to sign with a record label. And uh, and then it turned out there was some major red flags with that mm. that I found out thankfully before I was bound to that contract um <laughs> like crazy wow. red flag. so I was like all right nope good we didn't do that um but I was with a management company and so that's who was kind of trying to get me into different rooms with writing with people and that's when I realized okay ooh, I love this and um kind of while that was going on too it's like the timeline of this sometimes is is crazy but I think that was when around the time too I had a massive head trauma so you know I was kind of like going hard in this artist direction but then a lot of things were happening and also you know, I was in, uh, engaged to someone and we broke off the engagement and so there was a lot of life things that were happening right. around this and I kind of pulled back a bit but that's also when I was like oh but I just I really songwriting is what I have to do and what I feel like I was what you were born to, to do, do. Yes. yeah it's what yes. you were born to do when you had this head trauma and you you've gone through so you've gone through so much you know what what kind of got you through it all to be like okay you know what now is my time to get back in the studio now is my time to kick ass and now is the time that I am going to establish and be this like badass like female Ooh, you know what? That moment, truly that moment for me was beginning of 2020 because I actually, so it's like kind of an ebb and flow with music. I was a very successful ghostwriter for 
a few years in the industry. And when I say like, you, you say very successful, like I don't think people understand and I know that there's NDAs and like we can't say names <laughs> and stuff, mm-hmm. but like I want you all listening right now to think of like who is the biggest like pop, rap, rock, you know, superstars, moguls who are buying, you know, $100 million homes mm-hmm. and like, no, like Jess is the one that's behind that. And I think what's so cool about that, like just on a sidetrack, is I just listened to an interview with Lady Gaga and Lady Gaga was talking about how she wrote a few songs for Britney Spears when she first started out and that it literally was such a game. I mean, I have chills thinking about it because it just reminds me so much of you. And I thought Mm -hmm. of you when I heard this interview because I was like, wow, you know, she she thanked Britney because she was like, Britney was an incredible artist who acknowledged and said, oh, this new girl, Lady Gaga, actually wrote this song for me. It was before, like, Poker Face, before any of the, you know, a big songs had come out for her. Mm. And I thought, wow, that is, that is such a great way for an artist to be, to help another artist along the way who's just starting out and give the kudos when kudos are, are deserved, you know? Yes. Um, and a lot of artists aren't like that. And so it made me so happy to know that here's Lady Gaga now speaking out on behalf of Britney Spears and freedom and all of this stuff, like how they can support one another in such a beautiful way. And I can't wait for that to be you because there's going to be a day where you are the Lady Gaga and you will be talking about the time that you wrote for X, Y, and Z. And, you know, that whole, like, collaboration will come and there'll be someone else that you are going to be helping who helps, like, write a song for you. You know, and I think yes. that it's just so special. People don't realize, you know, Kesha, right, wrote oh my gosh, everything yes. for Britney Spears and yes. Rihanna and all these people. And, you know, no one knew who she was. And my favorite artist actually is, um, why am I, Julia, Julia Michaels. Oh, yes. Julia Michaels, who, right, I'm like, oh, why I am I blanking her. out her name? Because I, I love, love her, her so much. I know. And it's so funny because we actually, uh, we have the same hairstylist. We're like, really cool. Oh, oh Shout nice. out to Scott King. Um, <laughs> and it's so funny because, you know, he's, he's like, she is the most magical creature. She is so kind to every single person. Mm. And she does so much for so many people. And she didn't want to be really like the star. Like it wasn't about her. And then she decided to do it one time. And I think it's like you. It's like, it's that that break where when it happens, it's just like the waterfall comes down and it's like, people are like, where is Jasmine? Like newcomer, Je-? and it's like, well, that's not new. Yeah, uh, exactly. like, Little do but- you know, you know. But that's what's so fascinating. And I think that that's why I want people to really understand, like, we're not talking about your writing songs, like for Jingle Jangles, like on commercials, like we're talking, you know, Billboard, like top 10 songs, like, which is un-freaking-believable. So please go on. Okay, so you you had the head trauma, you had all this (laughs) going on. How did you get together? There's, it's been a year since you finally like got it together where you're like, this is happening. Yes. Um, I mean, gosh, back then it was, I think it was realizing too, it was like, oh man, this is just, this is what I love to do so much. And almost like, I just can't see myself doing anything else. So it was just, well, it was just so hard with a head trauma. You know, if anyone else had it, it's, it's every day, just relearning new habits. It's, you know, kind of getting back into it, but music was still something I loved. And so I just, I ran fully with it. And that's actually when I continued, I was like, I'm just, I'm going to get some more schooling, um, just so I can learn 
more of the technical sides of things and like when it comes to engineering and like because I want to be someone where when I walk in the room if something goes wrong I know how to fix it right you know whatever aspect that is and like I want to be fully in control which when is I step into so cool yes and it's so hard and it's very hard because also it's an industry that's constantly changing. Like, and it's something where you're never going to learn anything. Yeah. Like, you're never going to learn it all. You're never going to know everything. So it's like, if you ever come across someone that says that, a red flag. But, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's just kind of one of those things. You mean things, you like, can't you're do it all? Learning, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it's just, it was just going, going, going. And, and also just, it was being out here and just making myself very persistent. And that's how I fully got embedded into the industry and got an opportunity. And Timbaland was the first person to give me my giant opportunity. Are you kidding um, me? Do yeah. you know that he's my favorite of all time? Oh, really? I listened <laughs> to the Timbaland album, like the the one that he did with Justin Timberlake. Oh, and yeah, with, yeah. With, um, oh, 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 my God. I forgot what the name of it. Isn't it called Oh, Timbaland? Maybe. Anyways. Ooh, I'm not sure. Uh, he's, he is absolutely like, I always would say, you know, if I were a singer in another world, in another <laughs> lifetime, he would be the producer that I'd want to work with because I think that he makes the most incredible beats that I've ever heard in my life. He is so wow. talented. I can't He's, even believe that that was the first so person. It's so cool to watch him work. It's What a master class. Oh my gosh, yeah. And it's, you know, and just like the way he also like orchestrates the room and the people in it and the engineer and like just very open, very friendly, um, and I think what's cool about him, too. yeah, he, 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 and, and the reason why I love this particular album is he has like rock and roll stars in there and he has punk rock and he has hip hop and he has pop superstars. It, he, he does an eclectic mix of all sorts of music. And I think that that's what's so unique and special. It's not just one niche. Like yes. he brings them all yes. together and just, it's just wonderful. Wow. Mm -hmm. So what a master class. I know. Yes. So he was wonderful, and through that, I was able to – it was just kind of like a snowball effect. I just made myself very present at this one particular studio, and then all of a sudden I got invited to, you know, set, just kindness. And, you know, also just talking to people and asking yeah. them how they are and treating them with kindness, and then all of a sudden I'm getting invited to, you know, house studios and all these different things, and then it was just kind of a snowball effect of like, oh, who wrote that record? And then, oh, you know, but also, you know, part of it too was – you know, the, the management teams and the labels behind these, you know, kind of like, oh, here, here's some papers, you should right. sign it. And, you know, I, I chose to trust a mentor at the time who was like, you know, Jess, especially as a woman, just sit down, shut up, be grateful you're in the room, Bad you know, sign bears. whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know, um, so I just kind of signed a lot of things away. And, you know, but honestly, though, it's one of those things where it's like, you look back, are there days when I'm sad that, yeah, I'm not the one living in a bougie mansion and taking care of all my friends and family <laughs> on crazy vacations? You know, it's like sometimes you're like, oh, man. But it's also I'm so thankful for the ghostwriting period of my life. And like the last um, couple of albums that I ghostwrote on was last year and I was for an artist that I love. And so I was like, all right, this is going to be like my last thing that I ghostwrite for. Right. And then from here on out, it's going to be, you know, my name is going to be on things from here on out because for me it was worth it was right you know it's like oh, okay my name's gonna be on it like we're in that day and age now too where it's like especially back-end percentages like there's so much that goes into the music industry like there's no excuse for you know unless you really want to be a ghostwriter right um you know there's no excuse for like artists and people who also write on their songs you right. know 
to get some sort of percentage and credit, you know, that they're due. And, um, you know, so I hope, you know, in years to come too, I hope that it, you know, shows that hopefully, I don't know, I'm some sort of a, I don't know, change for, you know, women, especially like when it comes to writing. And that's, that's the goal too. It's like no woman has ever won producer of the year at the Grammys. Are you kidding me? It's like, I am, I swear if I'm not the first, I will be, you know, one of them. And I hope to be, again, I just hope that I've been a woman in the industry who through ghostwriting and then continuing now with songwriting, you know, continue to encourage women to do this and that there is a space for us. We can stand up for ourselves and be, we are just as valuable as any other person in that room, Absolutely, you know, um, cause that's, you know, that's kind of like the darker side of the industry too. And that's, you know, why a couple of years ago I quit the industry and I left cause I had a trauma and I was like, uh, fuck this, you know, yeah. I was like done. I was right, over right. it. And, um, and so, yes, yeah, so then that was beginning of last year that I was like, what am I doing? I'm working in a job that I hate and, um, I'm not doing music and why I'm letting this person control my future. Right. I'm controlling like, right, the narrative. Not, yeah. Not anymore. And so it's like, all right. So then I went back into it and said, all right, I'm also not going to go right anymore. My name's going to be on things. And, you know, so since moving back out here, it's been great. You know, I'm not working with some of the same people. Some people just want a ghostwriter and they don't want, right. you know, it's kind of like a weird thing sometimes. Like sometimes people don't want to admit How that bizarre. they've been in bed with you. You know, they're like, right. I right. didn't have a ghostwriter. Like, what are you doing? I did this you whole know? thing by yeah. myself. And then I'm like, like, I hear it on the radio and I'm like, I know you did it. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, it's not like I'm going around being like, Hey, I wrote this. I wrote, no, I respect my, the contracts that I've signed, but you do, um, don't say a thing. You no. Know? So yeah. it's just like, I, I don't know it's just kind of interesting sometimes in the behind the scenes part of things but enough people know and the word of mouth and the relationships that I've kept that it's like oh when I got back into town I mean within the first month it was like oh Jess is back into town boom I'm in studio sessions every day with different artists yes Mm -hmm. I mean it must be so wild who are some of your favorite artists that that not even that you've worked for but uh, that you feel like such a connection to like who have really worked on themselves and you can just appreciate them for who they are. Well, you mentioned her earlier, Julia Michaels. I mean, I am such a big fan of her as an artist, as a songwriter. Um, but also, I mean, a, a giant role model for me too is Carol King. Right. I wow. mean, because she's just such a badass in yeah. the way that, you know, I love that she's unapologetic and she's like, yeah, I'm in the room. Like, yes. So what I'm a woman, like I'm in the room, I'm a songwriter. Um, and that's how I've, you know, I've watched so many interviews and, um, that she's done and, you know, just kind of speaking with her and like, you know, so now I try to carry myself in that same way, you know, walking into a room. Cause sometimes, oh, there've definitely been moments, especially like after the trauma and stuff where you just feel like you're on guard and you have to be like, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman and I deserve to be like, you have to vocalize that even yeah, or something right. as like a defense mechanism when it's like, you know, like I'm a human being, like I'm, we're going to go into the session. It's going to be awesome. Now, if someone wants to be, you know, inappropriate or right. which still happens, you know, Does then we can address really? the issue, wow. but it's like, don't, you know, I've had to learn. And that was learning from her. You know, you walk into a room, you know, it's, it's what you love to do. It's your work. It's your job. And until someone gives you a reason to be, you know, hey, you know, you got to like tell them to shape up or if you need to leave the situation, 
you know, but we don't have to walk into a room with that kind of energy right, of right. like automatically, you know, like being defensive, I guess. What kind of modalities and like, or things do you do, if you will, for your mental health when, when you have so much stress and so much on your plate? You know, is there anything that you're a go-to thing that you do? Yes. Ooh. And that's such a good question because I have bipolar one. <gasps> yes. Yes. So it's very Welcome important. Welcome to the club. Oh, yeah. And it's very important for me to regulate because also I've tried so many meds over the years and currently I'm not on medic medication right now. Um, just on, you know, things for like if something like a panic attack comes on right, or, right, you know, right, like kind of kinda like things like that. Immediate but things. Right. Yes. Um, but so then it's very important for me to regulate. So sleep is a huge thing, which I know, but I'm terrible at that. Terrible so at it, but yes. Naps are wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, so for me, it's meditation. It's like, it's grounding, like kind of the grounding and then um, like the sensory stuff where it's like, okay, what do I, like closing your eyes, what do I hear? What do I smell? What do I, you know, just that tends to really help me kind of like level out and balance out, especially when I'm feeling like super anxious or, um, you know, and just making sure to, I don't know, kind of just get outside. I'll sit outside on the terrace with a glass of wine and, you know, just kind of yeah. like have some time to myself. Um, because I haven't always been good with that, you know, right. with like, Ooh, taking, you know, putting yourself first. Yes. And actually, so one of my friends who's a producer, very phenomenal has worked with a bunch of people shintaro um he just told me something and i i finally implemented it it was such good advice um it was putting in literally put in your planner in your schedule um okay me time like this is me, me time like or that. like self-care time and because i'm like oh my gosh yeah it's like a I look at my reminder, schedule and I'm, right because mm -hmm. it's like then you actually block it out so whether even you're just like doing some work for yourself or whatever you're doing it's like Oh, it's a nice little refresh because our schedules, I mean, we're in the studio sometimes six hours, 12 hours, you know, like it just depends. Like and all night, artists. like oh, different yeah. times. And there uh. are some artists, you know, especially top 40 who, when they've got those deadlines coming up, you know, we've got to be in the studio until it's done. So sometimes, yeah, we're going in in the afternoon and we're leaving 24 hours later, you know, oh it's, my God. it's a lot. Um, but it's what I love doing, but at the same time, while you're doing it, it's like oh, just making sure like if you're taking a five minute break during that, no one's like the same stuff is still going to be there right. after five minutes. Like I'm just a big fan of just stepping outside, taking that moment. Yes. You know, it's so funny is that there it, I, I wouldn't say it's a generalization, but I'm going to generalize it in a sense where people who live with bipolar disorder, they are very creative people. <laughs> yes. um, and, uh, and there's a lot of us in the business. Uh -huh. uh, I'll say that. <laughs> um, which is funny because I didn't know anyone who was in the business who lived with bipolar disorder except for Carrie Fisher. Um, I, I have two things because this is just my own personal question and thoughts. A, do you ever talk about it with other artists or implement it into your work? And B, are there artists that have you met because you've opened up that they've opened up to you about it? Yes. Wow. Both. Um, I'm, I'm usually just a very open person in general because when it comes to songwriting, and I know sometimes this doesn't work, but I mean, obviously with every artist I come into contact with, it seems to work, but I'm very much interested in when we're in a room and we have scheduled a session to songwrite together, 
let's talk about what's going on. Right. That could be a sex. It could be like, ooh, I'm, I just had the best sex of my life last night. Let's write mm-hmm. about it. Cool. It doesn't have to be like a serious thing, but like a lot of times it's kind people of a therapy are like, session. Yes, it is. It really is like, um, cause people, you know, want to talk about th- things they've been going through, especially the past year. And, um, and about mental health, like that has been able to be talked about so much more than say it was wow. when I was writing six years ago, right, you know, right. um, six years ago is still like, we got to some meat, but a lot of it's very surfacy. And, um, so I'm just very intentional with songwriting sessions of like, Hey, um, because I think that the best songs come out of exactly where you're at in that moment. And yeah. again, it doesn't need to be, it doesn't always have to be serious, but a lot of artists like, you know, especially if they're opening up and being vulnerable with me, right. I'm going to reciprocate that, you know, to like, cause it's a safe, I always say like, it's a, just like a trusted space in the studio, you know, and I intentionally do that and set that up because I've been in unsafe spaces, you know? Right. So I'm very intentional about that. have the experience. That. Yeah. Yes. So. And I think, you know, I always say this all the time and you know this because I would host, you know, a bunch of different like audio apps talking about mental health story time. And mm-hmm. I truly believe that I myself, I will say myself, I won't generalize it, but I myself have learned more about bipolar disorder through other people's personal experiences and their own stories, through music, um, through art, you know, through acting, through stand-up, you know, I've learned more that way than I have in any room with a doctor or any professional. And I'm not saying professionals are wrong. I'm not, <laughs> not at all. I'm all for a professional, okay? Yes, like, I'm not going against this. I'm, good. Medicine <laughs> is good, okay? Um, but, you know, no one will understand what a manic episode is or why I throw my phone across the room and I say these kinds of things and then I hear someone else who lives with bipolar disorder that has that same conversation with Mm -hmm. me and is like, oh yeah, I've had that. And I'm like, oh wow, I am heard. I am seen. I am felt. Oh my gosh. I'm not alone, as stupid as that sounds, you know? Um, and And it's interesting for me because you know, still in acting, like people talk about anxiety and they talk about stress and they talk about, you know, all the illnesses that they have, but it's still a little like, you know, okay, whatever. But with musicians, you know, I I think like, listen, Kanye took it to an extreme. I thought I'm going to love Kanye because Mm -hmm. like he's on another, like that guy is just on another level. And like, if you can't entertain that and like take that lightly, then you can't take it seriously. But I, but my heart breaks because I understand with every tweet that he puts out that may be negative and maybe hurting his family. I understand I have been there in a very private way, but I have been there where I've hurt those people around me. You know, I yes. understand that. Oh, and yes. you have, you know, Demi Lovato and then you have Selena Gomez and you have all of these musicians that come out and speak so openly about it. Do you think that it's like a good thing for the business or do you think there's also like kind of a double-edged sword sword where people are like, oh, you're talking too much about it. Like maybe this is like you're glamorizing it in a very bad way that it shouldn't be so glamorized. Yeah, I mean, that's the struggle with it. And it's one thing when you're in a songwriting session and people are open and vulnerable and you're talking about it and it's really incredible to then write a song, you know, about things that you're experiencing. And again, that feeling of like not feeling alone, but when it's public, um, and even I've had to learn this too. It's like, even sometimes when I've chosen to talk about it, say on my Instagram or, you know, I almost have had to learn, 
okay, what are my boundaries that I feel comfortable sharing with strangers, essentially, right. like open for whatever kind of interpretation. And then what do I feel comfortable, you know, um, talking about then like with friends or even with artists or like, you know, in different settings, it's almost like kind of learning your own personal, what works for you because right. again, we can kind of tell, I feel like a lot of times as human beings, we can tell when we're being bullshitted or when, yeah. especially now because we've been so saturated with media over the last 10 years that it's like we've seen so many things that maybe that's what's caused us to like have a little better intuition immediately right. with human beings. Like right. when you see them talk about mental health or whatever, then it's like there are times when I see certain people talk about it and you're like, okay, do you have, you know, like, are you just trying to jump on the bandwagon? Right. But right. then, because it's a hot me, topic, you're making right? fun of me having bipolar, you know, right. and that I'm all over the place or I'm dramatic or I'm this. And yep. you're like, oh shit, dude. You know, like that's not right. Like right. if you had it, I'm pretty sure you would be talking like that. I'm pretty sure camera. you wouldn't care about that. You know, yeah. like, also, yeah, it's like, oh my God, like, yeah, we are like, that's just, it's, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where you're like, I feel like we can tell pretty quickly sometimes when people are just using it for publicity or right. promoting something. And then you can tell the people who are like, nope, this is it. And I am more so of like, yes, I'm all about the artists who want to talk about their mental health, even if I, I applaud them. Because even if people then try to be like, yeah, oh my gosh, like keep that to yourself. Right, right. Or yeah, I knew you were crazy or whatever, because the more... We talk about it. I mean, a year from now, five years from now, that's they're going to be seen as heroes for talking about right. their mental health. Right, right. But right now, maybe they're just seen as, you know, oh, just like a crazy. I mean, so many instances, like you're talking about Kanye. It's like, again, because we've lived with it, we see that and we're like, when people try to talk shit about him to me, I'm like, no, it's just someone who has bipolar. Like, I, I've I been there. I've been there. I get I've it. spent the six figures in 30 days. You know, like, oh I've, my God, like yeah. I've done the things that are just insane. Like, they seem insane, and maybe they are insane. But, like, it's your mental health. Like, it's it's because, you know, something was well, going on. And there's so much, exactly, and there's so much more to the story, and there's so exactly. much, like, who's, exactly. there, who's there watching. And I think that that's what people have to remember is there is – you know, just because someone is a performer, just because someone is famous, and just because they may be open about things, right? Like, I will say me, like, I'm an actress. I'm not a household name, but I'm an actress. Like, I work a lot. Oh, yeah. I've been on TV. You know, I've been in films. I have a podcast. I'm pretty freaking open. Like, I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, I say everything, like, with my blood, sweat, and tears. But, you know, are people there with me, you know, like a reality show when I have a manic episode? No. You know, are they there when mm -hmm. when the the dark thoughts come? No, you know. So yes, you could talk all you want about it, and you can be as open and share the stories like I do, and like you do, and like other people we know. But you're not there in those intimate moments, so it's not yes. fair for you to judge. Exactly. Um, and I think that that's what I I just say to people is like you just you don't you don't know you don't know why someone is triggered to do the things that they do, mm -hmm. and just got to let it go. It's not your life, you know? Exactly. And, and if again, it's not affecting you personally, which it's not, they're celebrities. I'm yeah. sorry. It's not. Yeah. You have no idea who's pushing their buttons behind the scene or egging them on to do that. Or, yeah. you know, or even like, again, like you said, like triggered what their triggers are, you know, like they have a whole different world that, you know, again, we just happen to witness it because they're in the spotlight, but yeah. they are 
They have bipolar. I have bipolar. You know, we have the same disease, you know, like it's the same thing. Yeah. And we're humans. Um, Yeah. Well, Jess, what is next? Like, what is the next thing that's happening for you that, that we're going to put out there that's happening that, what kind of woo woo juju can I bring your way? (laughs) Ooh. Okay. Well, um, I, so I'll be like very (laughs) coy about this, but on so as of right now, um, Sunday are the AMAs, and yes. I do happen to have a few things that <gasps> I ghost wrote on that are um, being performed. You know, are yes, are being <gasps> you know up for awards and like different artists who I worked with who are for awards on their projects. So I'm very excited to be going to that. Is this your first time going to the AMAs? Go. It is. <gasps> oh yes. my gosh, girl! Yeah, so I'm excited to go and check it out, and you know, hopefully, those things win because that feel very cool and then um but then after that I mean I've just been I have oh my gosh I have um an incredible writing team that I've been working with a lot um Phil Galoni and Rusty they are incredible so I work with them and so we are constantly working with different labels and producers and artists um and one artist I've been working with, Ko, she's insanely talented. Cool name. Yeah. Oh, I. Oh, and she is so cool. Oh my gosh. So like, there are different people, like different artists that I've been working with very frequently, like her, um, like on a weekly basis, and then also um, a lot of songs that we've been writing for different labels, um, like primarily Universal, um, and then you know Atlantic and Sony and all these different things. So very cool. So you know, hopefully. Within the next um, year, because as you, as I'm sure you know, it's like these things happen very yeah. slowly. You're in the oh, studio and so many things have to happen, um, you know, but songs are slowly being released that I've worked on. But, you know, over this next year, you're going to see my name on a lot more songs. Oh, and wait. I'm so excited for that. And, you know, I just have I have big dreams. I'm all about manifesting and, and speaking things into reality and. You know, I'm all about There's power in the voice. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, you know, very much long term goal oriented with having that music empire and creating that and, you know, with that safe space and like just really encouraging women in music and um, in all aspects of it. And so what would you say to someone who's listening right now that always wanted to be in the music industry or always felt that they could write and that they could do these things. Like what is the first giant leap that you would recommend them to do? Ooh, well, first of all, I would say like, do it. Absolutely. If you feel like you have a call towards the music industry, do it because what's the worst? Like, so you write some things and maybe it doesn't go well or you get told, you know, listen to, even if people are being crappy to you, listen to their advice Take it, do it because like the thick skin has to happen right. in this industry. It just does. Like I'm still get told in sessions, you know, like even though I literally have like billions of streams <laughs> under my belt with hit songs, like sometimes people are like, I don't like that. And I'm like, oh, you know what? You're right. That sucked. I right. still write shitty stuff. It's like, you know, like it's a rite of pat. Like you're still, it you're is it's a rite of passage. Growing. Yeah, it is. So it's kind of one of those things where I would just say, you know, just keep going for it like there's so many platforms now too where it's like you can create music you can put things out there and you know like submit hub or all these different things where like you can get feedback from you know blog sites from um, spotify playlists you know like you can get feedback from people but i mean the big cities are you know nashville and la for writing and a lot of it is just 
networking. It's just getting yeah. yourself into rooms with people, you know, and like, okay, if someone writing, this is the genre I want to write in. I want to, you know, follow up with them. I want right. to, you know, hit them up on Instagram, you right. know, like Instagram's a great tool. I would say just like network and be kind and, um, you know, and that also I watched that Adele, like that <gasps> 75 yes. questions with Vogue. And she said something so incredible. That's so simple that someone taught her. And it was like, um, keep your heart safe and music dangerous. Ooh, and I just thought, oh, that's that so genius. Is sexy. You still got to be, you still got to take care of yourself. You yes. still got to prepare that there are a lot of shitty people in this industry. There's going to be 99% shitty people. You. you have to oh, know yeah. it. And it's okay. Oh, like yeah. you're not alone in that. Exactly. So just be smart about the situations you're getting into, you know, try to find someone who can mentor you. That's, you know, that you trust and right. just put yourself, just put yourself out there. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Jess, my final question. Yeah. What is your emotional support? Oh, my Corgi. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hands down. I love Corgi oh so much. God. They have the funniest butts in the world. Oh, yeah. No, and he. I took him to this groomer, too, in West Hollywood. I gave him the bougie Ooh. treatment because it was his 10th birthday. <gasps> oh, So muffin. he's been there for me through the head trauma, like through all of these things. And so he sometimes, like especially when the bipolar is low, he was right. the reason I got out of bed in the morning. I was like, I have to take him outside. You know, I have to feed him. Like, otherwise I wouldn't have gotten out of bed that day, you know, or I wouldn't have kept going. So he, that little, you know, that little muffin, um, little bread loaf is a wonderful thing. But I mean, on top of that too, my friendships, I mean, yeah, I'm so big on having a support system around you of right. human beings that will be there for you, you know, won't judge you and you do the same, but you have to reciprocate that. Right. You right. do the same for them. Takes when two to tango. Yeah. Takes two. Yep. Oh my God. Well, I love you so much. I How can everyone too. follow you? How can they find um, you? Well, follow me on Jessica Hoover music. That's my Instagram. And that's primarily what I'm on. If I'm on anything. Cause honestly, anything else, like I just don't have time for it. It's I'm exhausting. So You're so tired in the studio. So it's like, I love posting stories all the time. I don't really update my feed a ton, but like, so I'm always like posting stories about what studio I'm in or what artist I'm working oh, with. So cool. Cause then it's like, I haven't signed the NDA yet, so I can post like, Ooh. <laughs> and it's fun because people can feel like they're part of the studio exactly. and part of the process with you. It's like how cool to see like Adele, like in the studio or how cool to see, you know, like these different artists, you know, that I have the pleasure of being in different rooms with, like you kind of get to see the behind the scenes, obviously with their permission. I'm not right, posting anything right, without their right, permission, right. but you know, it's kind of cool. Like they also kind of want their fans and want people to see more of the behind the what scenes things of like, yeah. yeah, what goes on when you're creating a hit record and all the hours that are put into it before it right. even happens. And before you hear it. And so, yeah, it's pretty oh cool. My God. Okay. Well, I can't wait to say, <laughs> remember when she was on emotional support. <laughs>